happy belated Valentine's Day. Ha- happy belated. If you had President's weekend off, then happy belated free weekend. Yeah, good for you. Did you not have Must President's be nice. Day off? No. <laughs> but well, I made I made overtime, so I'll allow it. That's good. Yeah, made overtime. Got my my lunch paid for. So like, could worked be worse. from home. Worked from home. Sounds like a delight. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know I'm lucky. I'm I'm a lucky bitch. And I'm Caitlin, by the way. Hi. And that's Haley. Yep. And How was your this week? is crime culture. You know, it was it was as good as it could be when I wasn't, you know, missing you. Yeah. I was gone. What did, what did you do while you waited for Haley? Waited for her to come back. Waited for me to come back. <laughs> I was on a beach and it was nice and now I'm back here and um, I almost witnessed a crime on the subway. Oh? Yeah, because um, if you're new here, I live in New Jersey, but I had to fly into JFK because Mm -hmm. it was cheaper, Mm -hmm. which is in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, no one ever wants to come and pick you up uh, when you fly into JFK because it sucks. Hell no. I can tell um, you from experience, they do not. Yeah, so I landed at two, got through customs and immigration and everything, and got to my front door at 5.30. A.M.? P.M. Okay. Yeah. Because I would not have wanted to do any of that. At such an ungodly hour in the morning, like I, I basically, I, I, I basically was like the mayor of the A train for like that <laughs> afternoon because I wrote it from every single stop that it went to, almost. Uh, yeah, I wrote it from JFK all the way up to the George Washington Bridge station, and um, as I was waiting, I was on the subway. I kind of fell asleep at one point, which I don't advise. Um, no. And then so I woke back up, and there was a man that clearly was not working with like a full deck of cards um nothing wrong with that there's a bunch of those in the city i'm not working with a full deck of cards he had a very large book that i can only i didn't read the title of it i really wish i had but it was as thick as like the paperback edition of it by stephen king um and he flipped it open to what seemed to me like a random page Mm-hmm. and was like play reading like he was like skimming the book but he was also like looking up at everybody else yeah. and got into a confrontation with a guy who was sitting about four people away from me i was wearing headphones so i wasn't actually listening which is what i do advise on the subway and um he was in a confrontation with this guy whips out a knife and starts threatening him and not a single person on the subway made any motion to do anything except the girl that was sitting directly next to the guy that was being threatened she got up and walked to the other end of the train and i was like you're the only one i vibe with good for her yeah yeah so nothing actually happened but there was a lot of threatening and it was uh, a tense moment and i was like you know what i just want to go home yeah that's about yeah I don't want to be witness to a crime right now. I don't want to have to, like, give a statement. Uh, I wish I was asleep for this part, but, you know, I made it home. You made it Bean's home. Bean's here now. Bean's here. Yeah. We love Bean. Bean's great. Yeah. What, yeah. Could, what else could you need? What else could you oh. want? We're recording a podcast now, so you know what? High mm-hmm. highs. Low lows. Yeah. Wait. What we're talking about is a low low. Yeah, this. So this was voted on by our illustrious Patreon patrons. Um, We decided to do something a little different for our So You Want to Know About sort of end of month episode, which is we... Did we say we're doing a review instead? We gave our names. I don't know. I think you said crime culture. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, you know what? I'm using a lot of we statements and not a lot of who we are statements. You know, um, we skipped a week. We recorded early when I was gone, and then we we skipped a week. So you know, we're very rusty. Yes, uh, which yeah. is fine. But just so you know, <laughs> yeah, and be, we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon, and you can um, vote on what we talk can, about. You can vote on what we talk about, which is what our listeners did for this episode. So we are reviewing Ava DuVernay's documentary Thirteenth. Have you had you seen this before before it was voted on? No, but I had heard of it. And it was one of those things because I remembered all of the Oscar buzz around it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should see that. 
Um, that sounds that's like that sounds really interesting, and really good. Yet somehow I missed that it was on Netflix. Like, I don't know when I missed that part of the conversation. So I was reading. Um, I love going to IMDb and reading the, like, their trivia. Mm-hmm. And apparently this was the I think it was the sixth um, Netflix original documentary like ever. Oh, shit. I believe according to the IMDb uh, trivia. I'll pull, Honey, it, I'll pull it up again. I just pulled it up, too. I love you so much. Is it wrong? You're so pretty. I didn't type it out. Was it wrong? It's 26th. 26. <laughs> I read six and it was whatever. It was the 26th Netflix original documentary. Okay. You got it, though. Yeah. Just because I had it up here because I wanted to read off. Because, um, it, it, like I said, it got a ton of Oscar buzz. And yeah. it was nominated for several Emmy Awards. It won Outstanding Motion Design, Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics, Letter to the Free, Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Special, Outstanding Writing for a Nonfiction Program. Um, it was an Oscar nominee, like I said before, for Best Documentary Feature. Um, like, it just, it it got, like, this is probably one of the most well-known, I'd say, documentaries of the 2010s yeah it was the first ever documentary to open um the new york film festival the 54th mm-hmm. festival which happened on september 30th 2016 and and so i and i think that deal. also goes to show because if you're not a documentary person like i'm not necessarily a huge documentary person um, i like a documentary it's hard to be in the mood yes. for a documentary like this i will say right up top um the, like trigger warning there's very upsetting images but they do yes. say uh towards the end of the documentary it, it is necessary and um uh there's um very tense images and videos of uh police brutality mm-hmm. and they were used with permission of the victims families yes which i so love that's very important yes. and that they were very open about this this is used with permission um, yeah, and one of the guys that they were interviewing said, like, you have to be shocked into having this conversation. Yes. So these images need to be shown because they're not yes. being shown on the news. These no. specific images are not being shown on the news and they're not being um, taught in schools. Like, yeah. the, towards the beginning of the documentary, we're jumping right into it, by the way. Right. Uh, t- towards the beginning, they show uh, very graphic images of lynchings. Yes. And... and um, uh, slave abuse and that is not the conversation that happens when you're in school and they're talking about this really not at all i well, mean we watched amistad i remember that in in high school oh no we did and that, not. that was a that was a rough one <laughs> we had um, to get permission slips for the fucking king's speech okay like oof yeah that's that's how and there was one kid i won't say their name um whose parent was like found out that we were going to watch the king's speech and freaked the fuck out and was like absolutely not and was like oh okay i wonder why your kid is the way that they are um <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there um so basically for those who do not know um 13th because it does teach things that you and i at the very least and so therefore i can assume having come from more liberal states if we didn't learn this, then a lot of people in the United States did not learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, it centers around the 13th Amendment. Basically, it explores the history of slavery and how even when slaves were freed, they were not actually freed. It was just like slavery rebranded and they slapped another name on it. So they they couldn't do slavery and slavery was made illegal and so then they brought in for example like jim crow and then after jim crow it was the um the crack epidemic Uh, that was what's the word that i'm looking for um doctored it was falsified um the 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 idea of law and order how prisons were basically just slavery and i did not even I did not know this and uh, like truly like this should be this this documentary should be shown in schools. It should be taught 100% in schools 100% because I was learning things that I like to think that I am pretty educated. Um, I like to think that I know 
shit. There were so many facts in this that, like, I mean, I had to pause to, like, write notes. But there was also times I literally just had to pause to, like, take a deep breath and, like, absorb the insane information that I was getting. Right. It sounds like if I didn't know that it was, first of all, like, Ava DuVernay is just a genius in many regards. So I trust her as a as a filmmaker and as a creator oh yeah and as a film it is beautifully put together like it flows it flows perfectly um everything everything works all of the interviews were um the questions were asked were very well timed everything all the segments were put in were perfect the music they used was absolutely perfect just very poignant illustrating exactly what was being talked about in a, in a beautiful way. I, I think as a film, it deserves all of the awards that it received. Absolutely. And it, it, uh, in you saying that, also another piece of, of trivia that I had learned from IMDb, the filming locations and production design of the interviews, these brick walls, this, the industrial equipment, all of that mm-hmm. stuff that is shown, it was to represent labor that DuVernay said, quote, has been stolen from black people in this country for centuries, end quote. So yeah. down to the production design. Yeah, just the backgrounds that they were using. Yes. Like it was it was truly just it, it, it one of the most like like I keep saying this, even if you do not like documentaries, when I tell you I was sucked into this within the first like two minutes because yeah. they're talking about the um statistics of black people being incarcerated how the u.s has one quarter of the world's entire prison population yeah we have five percent of the world's population but 25 percent of the world's prisoners yes like that i mean that's that's that that's talked about in literally the first minute Mm -hmm. of the documentary and that was my first like pause point to be like wait really what because (laughs) yes because all of this sounds so much all of the information in this which is truthful information, but it sounds like a conspiracy or it sounds like fiction. And if she did not have the receipts to back it up, you wouldn't even know. And I blame the I I don't just blame the school system. I think that part of it is also like just ignorance as white people that we don't see this connection because I truly did not. I knew of the whole um, the the like when people have been saying in the past like decade um likening the prison system to slavery and saying no it's just modern slavery it's just modern slavery but the fact that she showed how it came to be that like every decade she's showing how like the persecution of black people has evolved where it's again like the same product just different branding basically Mm -hmm. and juxtaposed with okay and it's this era and this is how many people are in prison and it's this era and this is how many people are in prison and you're talking like a 200,000 growth in a in the matter of a decade yeah let me go through let me go through some math real quick so um they say in the in the documentary that the U.S. prison population was it was largely like a relatively flat line until the 1970s and that was during the the first era of the mass incarceration. And this is when the federal spending for local law enforcement shot up. This mm-hmm. is the war on drugs became That's the, it, the, war uh, on drugs. the crime you. issue instead of a health issue that it should have always been. Um, but in the 1970s, the prison population was uh, 357,292. Just 10 yeah. years later, in the, 19, in the year 1980, that mm-hmm. number shot up to 513,900. That is a 43.8% increase. Yep. In 10 years. And seeing that, like, that was one of my moments because I, I, like you, like, there were times, and this is not me being like, Haley, like, you suck. Um, There were times where I wanted to pause, where I wanted to look away, but I also was like, I I don't, like, that's a privilege that other people do not have. Exactly, yeah. And so I kind of just not forced myself to watch it but it's like you've got to force yourself to see it and to not look away because even those moments where you look away where you give yourself that reprieve i think now more than ever it's not it it, that's how these these little stolen moments how how like this other the, the racism in general how it encroaches on 
a space. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, like even looking at the juxtaposition towards the end of the documentary, I mean, and I'm going to get into the beginning in, in a bit. I know it seems like we're jumping around because especially for us talking about how beautifully it flows. But seeing, for example, Donald Trump's um, rallies and him oh, saying having in the, the voice good old days, yeah, having the yes. voiceovers of Donald Trump in the in rallies saying in the good old days, uh, the justice work that person would swiftly. be taken out by yes, yeah, that person out by that, a stretcher, that, yeah, stretcher, yes, and showing though during the civil rights movement, black people being sprayed with fire hoses, being beaten by police officers, being taken out on stretchers because they've been beaten so badly, dogs being and, let out on groups of people with children there, yes, yeah, yes. Like, it's just, it's, it's true. Like we had, I, I, I hate to say it, like we had a chance to take steps forward, it seems like back in 2016. And instead we just took steps back. And now we're trying to have to, like the fact that Obama was the first president, the first sitting president to ever visit a prison. That's absolutely that that was another moment i'm pausing i was like that can't be true that is mind-boggling exactly. and that's all that this that's that's what i'm saying is this is something that everyone needs to see just because there are so many moments where you're like that can't be true and my first moment i will say because honestly the facts about the prison system in the beginning and this is we had i had a professor in college who w- one of the first days she was like I have a pen pal in prison. And we were like, what? And she was like, oh, yeah, he made my dining room table. Like, excuse? And she hammered home that, like, our prison system sucks because Mm -hmm. she has so many pen pals who happen to be in prison because I forget how she got involved with it. But it was like something like she she was involved in some kind of an organization and she had people coming to speak to our classes this is a college communications class like it wasn't anything particularly to do with um like like the class was not centered around race or anything like that yeah but she she was having people from for example like our local chapter of the NAACP come in and speak she was having people from the um oh what is it the um or Haley, you know it. We've talked about it. The organization that um, helps with people who have been imprisoned, not falsely. That's not the word that I'm looking for, but helping them get the proper reintegrate into society. No, 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 no. Helping them get the proper like legal representation and all of that because they basically weren't given a fair trial. I can't think of mm-hmm. the organization now off the top of my head, but she had somebody who she knows from that organization, like. Skype in and speak to our class. And we did a tour of Sing Sing in New York, one of the biggest prisons in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it. And that is arguably one of the most valuable pieces of education I have ever received. But even having that education, not knowing some of these things, for example, that the 13th Amendment it's it, it I, I, I this is one of those things where it's like I I I didn't feel like I needed to look it up because I believed it to be true, but I do have it pulled up here right now from the government archives. Mm-hmm. Quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. End quote. Literally saying slavery is illegal unless it's a jail or a prison. Literally, literally like verbatim that is. And when I tell you, I learned about the Bill of Rights. I learned about the amendments. I learned about the Constitution from elementary school all the way through college. And when I tell you that that was glossed over every single time to the point at I am in my late 20s and I am learning this. Yep. Like. And I didn't realize exactly how many companies uh, oh, benefit my. from yes uh, from uh, the prison industrial complex? Uh, Broke my fucking just, heart. Just looking up a list right now from uh, the MaltaJusticeInitiative.org. Mm-hmm. Um, some major companies that still use prison labor are McDonald's, Wendy's, Walmart, Starbucks, Sprint, Verizon. Uh, in the documentary, they talked about Victoria's Secret, but I don't know if this has since changed. 
it may have changed because I do remember that in the documentary they said um, that after this news came out, some companies kind of dropped that just like with, and we'll get into this in a moment, Alec, um, yes. that they kind of withdrew their, their not participation, but you know what I mean. However, I remember the Victoria's Secret one because back when Orange is the New Black was like the big thing on Netflix, um, there was a season that featured a storyline where a Victoria's Secret-esque company began contracting prison labor one mm-hmm. season. And these women were making underwear and it was like a sweatshop and all of that other stuff. And obviously, like, creative license was taken and yeah. Orange is the New Black is seen as like a dark comedy. So, But I, I having seen that, it was like I kind of was aware from orange is the new black when they like when i'm watching this documentary in present day i was like oh i vaguely remember that storyline and then seeing that like oh shit that was real like yeah. and oh of course it was real because they also did a martha stewart type storyline like and that was part of what orange is the new black did was they pulled from modern issues with the prison yeah. system according to this website up over it uh Inmates reportedly have to replace the made in tags with made in the USA tags. Yes, yes. Which is well, and that is something that's coming hilarious. up right now. That is something that is coming up right now, actually, not to take away from this situation at hand. But I was just reading an article in the New York Times, and I encourage everybody to read it about migrant children are being forced to do the same thing mm. to the, the point that they are literally sewing in made in the USA tags. And these are children. And it's not even just. The companies that you think like Walmart, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, of course they would do like, you know, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, oh, yeah, the Waltons, they're they're shitty, like blah, blah, blah. No, I'm talking like Ben and Jerry's. Like, you don't think that like that one broke me. You don't think that Ben and Jerry's is using migrant children labor. Like based on how politically left they are, how outspoken they are about human rights and not even that, but the spokesperson of Ben and Jerry's basically came and said, the publicist, whoever, she came out and she said, um, what do you call it? Like, yeah, we use migrant labor, but wouldn't you rather that they're like in that they're working in facilities like migrant children labor, excuse me, that they're working in facilities that like care about human rights? Like it could be worse we're, yes, we're using them, but we're making it a safe space for these children to be exploited. Nah, you're and digging it, yourself farther got, into a hole. I'm like, yo, like no fish food is worth this. It was, it was, but, but that's, that's a, that's a, a topic for another day to get back to this. Um, one thing like, so talking about um, the companies that use prison labor and also how Many of them are also part of something that I can't believe I never learned. And a lot of this sounds like um, conspiracy theories. So much yeah. of this sounds like, like, I, I just. You're talking I, about I, Alec? Yes, I'm talking about Alec. Um, the first Alec, time I heard about Alec was in uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. I can't like believe he, I didn't because we love that when man. He does, yeah, when he does those like deep dives into like all this sort of stuff, I was like. Sometimes I have to, I see what the topic is and I can't because mm-hmm. it's just like, I know that this is going to go, especially when like during the height of COVID, when he was talking about COVID stuff, I was like, I need to distance myself from COVID as far as possible for my yeah. own mental health to like not but deal I think with that's, it. Yeah. But I think that's one thing, especially somebody who like yourself, who is, um, trying to be safe like we always or we try to like remind everybody wear a mask get boosted get vaccinated do what you need to do dude i was only one of two people on the plane wearing a mask i know it's it's fucking horrifying like i was double i'm with you my friend i am with you like believe me it's my least favorite part about flying and it's one of the reasons why i really as of right now will not do a direct flight because the last time i did a direct flight i got fucking covid um and there was no other common denominator um, despite what my mother may say about the case. Um, so Alex stands for the American Legislative Exchange Council. And they their Wikipedia page describes them as a nonprofit organization of conservative state legislatures <laughs> and private sector representatives who draft and share model legislation for distribution among state governments in the United States. What that means 
to the plebs because what I have noticed with a lot of these organizations is that they use a lot of flowery language to uh, yeah, say, like, look at the 13th Amendment. Vague. I know yeah. the 13th Amendment w- is different because it was written so long ago, but the fact that there's no, with legislation, with these types of organizations, which we'll get into in a minute, that there are no, like, no wonder our kids today, no wonder us today, we don't know exactly what these documents are saying what these organizations are because they're not being written in words for us to understand as kids and to grow up and be like as children being like oh that's kind of fucked up or to see as adults like oh wait shit that's fucked up mm-hmm. it's it's that's how they lay the groundwork and like ignorance is the easiest breeding ground for disinformation to just grow and spread like a fucking fungus yeah And so basically what ALEC is, is they draft legislation so that Republican lawmakers basically don't have to put in the work or the effort. But the companies that are funding, because as I said, it's a nonprofit, the companies that are funding this are like tobacco companies, Walmart, Coca-Cola. I fucking saw Coca-Cola on there and I was like, what? Yeah, the um, Walmart one, though, uh, when they started getting in and describing it makes a lot of sense because uh, Walmart is the largest distributor of long guns. It is the largest distributor in the country of bullets. Yeah. So uh, if if there's going to be legislation on Stand Your Ground... Which is what one of the th- one of the bills that Alec yep. was behind. And the fact that it's not even a case of, first of all, there should not be organizations that are writing laws for the people who are supposed to be doing it for us. It's the equivalent of plagiarism. It's if yeah. you go online and you download an essay and you submit it as your own without a, a intelligent thought in your head. But the- yeah, these these legislations from Alec, it was literally like insert state here. Yes. And or there were times where and and Mr. Vernet put on like clips from, say, C-SPAN or what have you, where lawmakers are questioning Republican lawmakers are saying, like, this is my bill. I wrote it. And Democratic lawmakers well, or what have you are coming up going, why does this say Alec up at the top? Then yeah, you handed the out Al- this thing. Why you does forgot it have to a take logo it out. This? Yeah. yeah. Like they forget to take the Alec part out. And it's just it's. I didn't even know that this organization existed, much less that they are backed by some of the most wealthy, high profit companies in America, that they are writing these laws that are actively killing kids like they touch on it in the documentary. The Stand Your Ground law is what murdered Trayvon Martin, like George Zimmerman pulled the trigger, but he got off. He was able to even so much as get away with it. Yeah, when it was essentially a modern day lynching, not even essentially, it's just he swapped out the rope for a gun. Yeah, and all of the um, like, there's body cam footage. There's also yeah. like the um, uh, like radio transmissions between cops and like the um, um, the people behind the desk. And he was literally told not to go after Trayvon Martin. Yes, and fucking did it anyway. And he got off and somebody, somebody, I forget who it was off the top of my head, um, but there was a very poignant point that was made where somebody said George Zimmerman's defense team basically was able to convince the jury that he had his right to stand his ground in Florida. And that's and yet nobody said to the but also nobody said to the jury that Trayvon Martin had the exact same right to stand his ground. Yeah. And he like was an doing older that. Man, an older man following him around with a, a weapon. A child. A yeah. child. Chasing a child. Like, it's... it's it, it, I, I don't have the words for it, honestly, because it's just... it's. It, I'm watching this documentary, and, you know, so many times you're like, how did we get to this point? How did we get here? But... It, it's we know how we got here we made our yeah. own fucking bed and there shouldn't be organizations for example that are writing laws if you're not capable of writing a fucking law then you shouldn't be in office yeah like exactly. sorry but that's if i wasn't capable of writing a fucking article then i shouldn't be a writer you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. everybody else does their jobs you are getting paid an exorbitant amount of money to do your job and, and i if don't you're, know 
I don't understand the um the conflict of interest in every single step of this. It's like how how is something that so obviously benefits one person they're allowed to make laws that is going to make them even more rich like how yeah. is that even allowed to move forward i just don't under i really don't understand no and another thing and and this is all to say like for example i grew up in a household with republican parents and one of my parents has since changed their political affiliation while my other parent has not which makes the holidays a really fun time um but that's the only reason <laughs> <laughs> oh and it's not the parent that you even think it is that's the worst part um so it's however this is the type of thing where i'm watching this documentary and i'm thinking of that parent who is a republican still and i'm like watching seeing how since nixon using the phrase law and order and without like using thinly veiled um references to black people that people racists are picking up on and it's playing on their prejudices mm -hmm. by like a great one was how um dukakis was in the running to beat george hw bush and then the Bush campaign ran, oh, well, Dukakis gave, um, what was it, a weekend pass, I think is what they called it, um, or a monthly pass or something like that, to a man who was convicted of, he was a killer, he like, was, he raped, a, he, he stabbed a man and then raped his girlfriend multiple times and blah, blah, blah. But they're just, they played the ad in this documentary and it's just showing the photo of a black man who, yeah. yes, the person happened to be black, this offender, but that's all they needed. Like, why wouldn't they have shown a white man? And one thing that I really did appreciate about th this documentary and what Ms. DuVernay did was that she brought in, for example, representatives from ALEC. She brought in people who were Republican lawmakers and Democratic lawmakers and was just yeah. like, what do you all have to say for yourselves? Um, like, she's, she's juxtaposing Newt Gingrich and Cory Booker. Mm -hmm. And never in my life would I think that they'd be in the same documentary, first of all, but just showing like the, this was done by design and for re, for Republican representatives, uh, not even politicians, but just Republicans to be like, oh, well, the first time that they actually ran this ad was in Reader's Digest and they didn't even use his picture. But that's not what people remember. People remember that ad. Do you think yeah. more people were reading Reader's Digest or do you think more people were watching TV where this ad was running everywhere? Yeah. And it doesn't take much for them to, like, find that ad. It's it's just it's fucking everywhere. I we we know this today. Political ads are fucking everywhere. Mm. So it wasn't about the first time that they ran it. It is about the majority of the time in the way that they ran it, that they demonized black people and made them seem like they were animals and criminals. And because they couldn't just, have them as slaves anymore. So they need to put them in prison to make them slaves again. Yes, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And I mean, and again, it sounds like fiction, y'all, but it's it, it's like it's it does not seem it happened and it is still happening. It happened. It's still happening. And it's it's I, I, I know I kept saying it, but it's it's you wonder, oh, how did this happen? How did we get to this point? She fucking rolls it all out for you. So we went from this to this to this yep. to this. And now we're here. And I forget who it was, but somebody also made a very good point and was like, and there will be another phase after this. This yeah. is going to evolve again. Like we're and I'm saying I'm saying this as them, not as myself. But at their point was they're like, we're not truly free. And that is so beyond accurate. If you watch because that's the one thing, too, with this. I was watching it and I was like, this could change people's minds. Yeah. Like. This is this is something where I consider myself to be anti-racist, but but this is something that I would show to somebody who does not understand 
where I'm coming from. But then yeah. I think about that's what I was thinking, at least in the in in up until like about the halfway point, maybe I'd say in the documentary, like I'd show it to my relatives who are still not even Republican, but like Trumpy Republicans. <laughs> um, yeah. it, Cause it, it's just, it's so, it, it says what I want to say. It explains what I want to explain in such a vivid way. Yeah. And, and I think the, every, I think a lot of people would agree with what we're saying because as of right now, it is a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes with mm. a ninety percent uh, audience score, eighty-nine percent on Google, and an eight point two out of ten on IMDb. So it is if if scores like that matter to you, uh, like well-reviewed things, this is one of those things. Yeah, you know it's good. Yeah, but it's it's beyond that. I was thinking wanting to show this to those people in my life though, and. That's the issue is showing it to them is not going to change their minds, unfortunately, because she showed how just how ingratiated racism is in our country down to the prison systems, down to bail, down to how you should plead or not plead. Um, down to the war on drugs. Yeah. Down to Nixon campaigning on law and order and preying on the South's racism and the poor's fear of being poor, being persecuted, and how politicians have continued to do that. And I, I don't think there is any hope because they are so ingratiated into the older generations are so ingratiated into this that I don't think there is much hope. But that's why I kept saying in the beginning, we need to show this in schools because younger people can see this back in Nixon's era, back in the fifties, back even before that, the opportunity for propaganda to be spread was arguably easier because somebody yeah. held up somebody towards the end held up their phone and was like now like you see police brutality you whip a phone out you post that and people have to have answer to, to it, it. Yeah. they have to talk about it's it it's holding accountability to to people and the same goes for talking about Alec the same goes for a documentary list the same goes for talking about the the bill of rights for talking about the amendments in ways that people today can understand like everybody is so fucking concerned about cursive because oh the kids aren't going to be able to read the constitution and the bill of rights kids kids can read it whether they know cursive or not that doesn't mean that they're going to understand what it means if you want them to memorize it and spit it back out in the form of a fucking song or whatever then by all means go ahead but that doesn't mean that they're going to know what they're even saying yeah like and that is what people should be learning not what it is word for word but what it means and why what it, it means to be and changed. how it affects and how it affects your life individually yes because like, do you know that when you go to prison once you are out you are still not free you cannot vote uh you're going to be living under a microscope for the, your whole life whether the, or not you were guilty in the first place the fact that she draws this exact comparison to slavery how slaves were not allowed to vote they didn't have any rights and that they just turned prisons into modern slavery that includes you lose the right to vote i mean that's that's a basic human right it's and and like you know it you know that you know that when you become a convicted felon that you or at least i did that you lose the right to vote but you don't quite comprehend what that the means gravity on a mass of that. scale. Yes. Yeah. Until you see the numbers of the people that are in prison, the numbers of wrongful convictions, the numbers of like they talked about the Central Park Five and yeah. the, that there are people who are innocent that are sent to prison and they still they and they serve their time and they get out and they still don't have a right to vote. And yep. quite frankly, like. They're getting moldy food in prisons. And I I knew this, honestly, yeah, from touring Sing food. Sing. Yeah. I, I knew all of the, a lot of this. That it, Like, I remember going in there and it was, God, I can't remember exactly, but I remember it was the, towards the, it was a cold time. It was, it was winter. And I had to keep my coat on in the prison because it was that 
freezing. It was yeah. cold. And these guys are walking around in canvas jumpsuits, cotton jumpsuits, what have you. They don't get like a sweater. They don't and I'm and and we walked past them. Like yeah. we like not just in their cells, like a line of them being led and you don't even see like you see it but you don't understand that the similarities to the slavery that we are taught about in schools and the modern slavery that is the U.S. prison system. And this, she just sheds a light on all of it. Yeah, I would say that if, even if you're a parent and you have a kid at home that is learning about uh, slavery, this, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be ever shown in schools. I believe it should. I don't think yeah. that any of the images that are shown are... Um, I mean, it's obviously upsetting, but like, it's life. it's what's happening. It is yeah. life. It's kind of. I mean, watching the birthing video in health class is upsetting. Exactly. But guess what? That's life. So. And this is life. You kind of got to know. Yeah, you kind of got to know what what's fucking going on in your world. So if you have a kid at home that's learning about slavery, I would say you you can show them this, and you should show them this um, to show kind of supplement their education of what they're not going to be exactly told they're going to be told that slavery was over in uh what was it like 1885 65 whatever it was uh it's not over it's not over Definitely. and and you think it just got a different name to it now yeah i mean and you think that juneteenth for example is the moment when slavery was finally ended because so many of those people down in Texas were lied to for so yeah. many years until the news came down, until the news trickled down to them, until they got it. Yeah. But no, it's just, again, like, it is slavery, but rebranded. And we've just continued to rebrand it over the years. And until something is done, it's just, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's cyclical. But the more people that are aware of this, I think, can help prevent it from happening in the future and we've taken steps back in the past god uh fucking i i like five years six years um but that doesn't mean we can't continue to make steps forward like i i do i i did find myself kind of mourning what progress could have been made had the 2016 election gone differently um i mean we can't just say that like oh everything would be oh, hard stars and horseshoes no, not and like fixed. the pandemic would have never happened and we'd all be wearing oh. those like uh self-lacing shoes from back <laughs> to the future <laughs> and everything would be yeah everything would be so different no. and great no there's no, no saying no, no, no. that there's no um, saying that but i will say that um with the outcome that we got um i think a lot of this has definitely been brought up to the surface and the more people that we have um demanding answers the less answers these fucking assholes are going to be able to provide because there are no answers to like what boils down to the uh prison industrial complex right now is it is modern slavery and you can try to spin it whatever way you want with whatever legalese you want to use um but that is what it is. So if more people mm -hmm. are rising up saying we need answers to this, um, people need to answer for what is going on, um, they're not going to be able to hide in the shadows anymore. And right. um, I think that that's what we got to do. And I think that's what this documentary is really illustrating and is definitely um, a massive step forward for anyone that watches it. Mm -hmm. that um just with armed with that knowledge um and steps that you can take to help in any way we can i mean yeah we're too white the ladies first step forward so yeah, exactly i mean it's like i i don't even for example like this is listed on the 1001 movies you must see before you die and I when I first I saw that before I watched the documentary and I was like, oh, we I talk totally about a bunch understand. of those every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this, this one, one I think it's is like, absolutely. Yeah. You must. If you live in the United States, you need to see this movie. 
this documentary. Yeah. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, I believe there's other places you can get it, but if you have a Netflix subscription, it's on there. It's been on there. Yeah. Since since it was put out, so. Yeah. And it's a great fucking movie. I, I keep yeah. calling it a movie, but like that's because it's just there's so much art to it. Like it's so yeah. beautifully done. Yeah. Do we I, have any closing thoughts? Watch this fucking well, it's 13th. Watch watch it. Show it to yeah. your kids. Show it to your friends' kids. Like, I mean, show it to your parents knowing full well that they're probably not going to be able to fully it may not change their minds but that's i don't think the point of this documentary i don't think it's to change current minds i think it is to help educate younger more malleable sponge-like minds such as ours Hopefully. yeah um thanks for that uh this is the last episode of the month yeah and um, like we said at the top, this was uh, suggested or voted on by our patrons. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do this at the last episode of every month. So if you want to have a hand in what we talk about, you can go to our Patreon. Uh, link is in all of our bios. It's in our link tree. Um, and I want to shout out all of our patrons Yeah. as I pull up their names finding them we have obviously <laughs> travis been with us for a long time we love him stevie she's on the uh the discord if you want to join our discord she is. we have a bunch of people on here that are on there we have uh kim we have Janie. we got sarah catalina megan michaela barbie um who else do we have again the patreon uh benefits thing has changed mm-hmm. so it now puts dates uh it puts the dates of when you um started contributing and that's when it decides to show me the benefits so if i'm missing anybody i will shout you out ariana did i shout you out we also have a second travis on here but i think it's the same travis um <laughs> i think we got everyone sarah I- did i say sarah i think mm-hmm. i have everybody Maybe. I love you all. Yeah, we love you all. We highly recommend that you watch this. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're our warm fuzzy. Oh, yeah. Do we have a, uh, do we have a palate cleanser, warm fuzzy to like, no, you got to get out? me out of that warm fuzzy habit. You've got to, you've got to just like, like a, like a newspaper on my nose. Just like, please. Um, okay. Palate cleanser to send you off. Uh, I know true crime can be heavy mm-hmm. and while we do need the heaviness especially in a topic like this um this is uh the beginning of people's week i don't know it's tuesday so it's still the beginning of the week there's still hope for the week what yeah. is something you want to shout out that people can take and have be a warm fuzzy um i know i keep all right i feel like i keep mentioning this book club i'm in um, I'm a big fan of books and book clubs, as it turns out. Books um, are fun. Books are fun. And we just read a book that I really, really liked. Um, it's got a little bit of a, a sprinkling of murder, but it's it's mostly like we read it because it was like romance themed, but it's not like an ugh, romance. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, it's not a bodice ripper, but it's also not a like, ew, like it's not like. This is a good fucking book, y'all. And it's called Dial A for Aunties. It's by Jesse Q. Sutano. Sutanto. Okay. Um, and I, I I just, I really like it. I finished it yesterday. And it's part of a series. It's the first in a series that she has. And I just, I it, it does a really good balance of like murder and hijinks and silly and just i really i really liked it nice. it's a relatively quick read so that's fun yeah that's my that's my palate cleanser palette i said cleanser. it i did it um my palate cleanser is going to be um i haven't thought of one in advance it's almost like if only you had like something you just did that 
going on you vacation? Could... <laughs> Is that a valid concert? That's what I was going to say. I was if like, you can oh. afford it, go on a vacation, go anywhere besides where you live. Like, <laughs> that's a, that's or a, a staycation. Uh, I know people and if who you stay go, in like really fun hotels in their city. You can. You can do that. Uh, highly recommend if you're going on vacation, take water shoes and sign your fucking passport. The amount of people that didn't have their passport signed when I was trying to like get through, I'm like, dude, we had all this time at the gate. Sign your One goddamn job. passport. One job. One job. So that's Haley's palate yeah. cleanser is people who sign their passport. Sign your fucking passport. <laughs> yeah. Sign your passport, get water shoes. Um... <laughs> And go on vacation. That's my yeah, answer. yeah. Uh, you know what? It's what Great. you deserve. Yeah, why not? All right. All right. Well. Oh, and I'm going to see Cocaine Bear today. I don't know if that's going to be a oh. palate cleanser, oh. but um, I'm recommending it before I even see it. So go ahead. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm take tempted an edible to see and go it myself. See this movie. I'm tempted to see it myself just because I it, it it's defying logic for me because it, based on a true story, maybe we'll talk about it. Based on a true story, and also. It's got a higher than I would have expected rating on Rotten Tomatoes. What is it? it has a 71% tomato meter rating and a 75% audience score. And I was like, wait, are, are they kidding? Fucking and they tight. weren't kidding. And it and if I remember correctly, opening day, when it opened, it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see it with my mom. She's the one that was uh, like, can we go see Cocaine Bear? I was like, sure. That's Your mom is my palate cleanser. All right. Well, we're going to go do that. Uh, find us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Again, join our Patreon as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. You can vote on stuff. You can chat with us. You can get episodes early, stuff like that. Uh, Haley drops hints for what the episodes are going to be. Yeah, on our Discord, join our Discord. You got to message us on any of our social media. DM us for the secret link and you will get into our Discord. And I drop hints on Mondays what the episode is going to be. And we have an email address, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's us. All right. Bye. This has been us. Bye. Bye.